This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 533 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and Surefoot Equine Stability Program. Tonight, we're going to have Reese's assistant, Dominique, on to talk about her retired racehorse that she's preparing for the Thoroughbred Makeover next week. Wendy Murdoch is coming on to tell us some stories about the successes of the Surefoot Equine Stability Program, after which Jamie Komet is going to give us a great trainer tip. Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show with our boss, a guy you haven't seen a whole lot of recently because he's been everywhere. <laughs> All over. Glenn the Geek. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. Hi, Glenn. And oh, I get we're glad s- you're here. I get to see Reese next week, which is always a treat. I know we're going to get together and actually hang out. I know which we used to do all the time, I so it's very cool. Yeah, before before <laughs> we lived a thousand miles apart, we used to I do know, it all the time. Before we moved to Florida, yeah. so so guys, I wanted to talk a little bit and uh, talk to all the listeners about it being International Podcast Day coming up on Monday. And what that means is that it's kind of a day where everybody shares the podcasts they like and talks about them on social media and tells their friends about them. So we want everybody to do that about the Dressage Show. We'd love for you to go on social media and say, hey, listen to this show, put a link out to Horse Radio Network and encourage people to give the Dressage Show a try because you're not... You're not going to dressage shows and everybody there is listening. So there's, we, we, need, we need everybody listening from outside of dressage show. And the other thing is we encourage you to go on to your whatever player you're using, iTunes or one of the other Android players, and there's always a place to rate and review a show. And if you could go on and rate the dressage show, preferably five stars, and say nice things about Reese and Philip, uh, that would be great too. That also helps us in our rankings and things like that. So we're just asking for your help to go out and to really promote the program. And also, we, we need to that. thank we need to thank Glenn. We're five stars now because each of us got new mics. It's like yes. Christmas <laughs> around here at Dressage Radio Show. Well, Reese, so if you guys appreciate his, that, or Reese, or Philip destroyed buying us microphones. <laughs> yeah, you got to tell yeah. him. Philip, Philip destroyed his mic, and I loved my mic, but apparently my sound wasn't very good. I got to be free, and I could move my head around. Now I actually have to like be a now real she podcaster. Has to be a real podcaster. She's all grown the, up now. I know. <laughs> you know, the other thing I want to encourage your fans to do, if they want, is to go out and become an auditor. Our auditors, we're about 450 strong now, and they are people who help support the shows and actually directly help support the hosts because a portion of all the money given every month by donations through our auditors goes back to the hosts. So Reese and Philip get that, and we would love for you to do that. It's it's $3 a month is the minimum. You can give, you can donate any amount you want, but $3 a month is the minimum, and you also get access to the auditor room, which is a super secret, secret Facebook page. And in there, there are more discussions going on there than you can keep track of. Um, That has really become a family. They're already planning meetups next week because a bunch of them are going to the makeover in Kentucky. And they they, they plan meetups all around the country, but they discuss things and... 
We also have special content for auditors. I don't know if you knew this, Reese, but I did a Facebook Live with Max Cochran. I saw that. She's my neighbor. <laughs> yes, she's your neighbor. and She, she lives across the street. <laughs> and we're, we're starting to do those on a regular basis so that uh, we provide additional content for the auditors that you can't get if you're not an auditor. And Max and I did a Facebook Live in there for about an hour. And of course, she's going to be the new president of the Eventing Association. And we talked about that and her goals. And the nice part is because it's a closed room with a closed group, we could be more candid. There might have been a little bit of swearing and a lot of drinking. So (laughs) do you know who's coming on next? Somebody you've had on your show and know very well, Pam Stone is going to be the next one oh, that we so do. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's good. We're going to do a Facebook her. Live. Being able to see her, too, because she's so her facial expressions are so wonderful. And, of course, she's the comedian that's been she's on so your funny. show a couple times. So yep, she's, she's going to awesome. come on and do our next one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, oh and we give away our book club book to oh, yeah. the to auditors, right? So yeah, that's, that's a, right. another you know, kind of little giveaways, little things to uh, to appreciate our auditors because they are so awesome. So you can become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right hand of the page, you'll see auditor banner, click on that, and as I said, for less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you can become an auditor and help support the Horse Radio Network in your own little way. Yes, and keep an eye on us for next week at the makeover, because Glenn's here in Kentucky, and so we've got a great show. We're going to talk to my assistant, Dominique Lean, about her time at the makeover, so we're really looking forward to it. And well, happy, Reese, wanted, and happy International just, Podcast Day, everybody. Yeah, happy. there you go. <laughs> well, Reese, I know last week you were at your regionals because we were rushing around doing shows before you went, just so you can have the, the week off to, to do that. So now you've got to give us the update. Yeah, the, the update. Well, anybody that I think a lot of people are doing regionals this weekend, Devin's going on, the makeover. There's a lot of horsey things going on uh, this week. So good luck, everyone. We have the eventing championships again here uh, for the region. So there's just tons of stuff going on. But we Devin, did. We our, Devin, sorry. Devin's we this weekend. Devin, yep. Yeah. Yep, Devin. We will highlight Devin next week. That's going on. So just lots of stuff. So uh, we went to Michigan. And um, it actually, anybody that's been in Kentucky, we're having a drought, actually. It's very hot and very dry here. So we went to Michigan, and it was not hot, and it was very wet. So uh, the the footing was a challenge, um, which we'll talk a little bit more uh, here in a minute with Wendy Murdoch, uh, because that's a big Mike's, big, has been big Mike's challenge. But I was so proud of him. Follow me, who I'm sure if you've been a listener to the show, you've heard uh, since I've gotten him. He's I've had him three years now. And uh, he was fantastic. He did the best third three uh, that he could possibly do. Uh, and he led his class to the very end. And he ended up reserve. So he got a spot in the national championships uh, here in a few weeks. That was really exciting. And that was Great. our goal for the Great year. Job, yep. Yeah, It was just fun to see him kind of show up. You know, it was the first time he he was really, really showed up in a horse show and it was, it was great warm up. Not at all. I mean, the warm up was tight and muddy and gross and he just went in the ring and said, I got this. Come on, mom, let's go. And I was so proud. Uh, and also Pam McKee and her Marquez, he was great. He actually ended up fourth in his freestyle class. Uh, he won with one judge and was, uh, 
with didn't win with the other judge. I had an eight point eight percentage point spread. I had a 73 to a 65 in my freestyle. That was, uh, that's frustrating. But the judge who gave me the 73 is, it was a big international judge. So I felt really, I felt really excited about that. And Marcus also was fantastic. He really showed up and, and did his job. So he also got a spot in the national championship. So that will be really fun. Yeah. Really good news. So, but we're going to actually move this conversation on to Wendy Murdoch from the Murdoch Method because the Surefoot Stability Equine Stability Program I've been using with Mikey to help with his proprioception. Uh, and I think it made a big difference because he had quite a challenge in Michigan. So I hope you enjoy our conversation with Wendy Murdoch. Well, tonight we are really happy to have Wendy Murdoch, the Murdoch Method developer and president. And she is back on the program. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Well, I am so excited to have you because you came to the farm. Uh, goodness, it was oh, beginning of the summer. Uh, and you brought your Sure Foot Stability Program to the farm. And the first horse I pulled out is my horse. Uh, everyone's heard me talk about it. Big Mike or follow me. Uh, I've had him now three years. And, and I said, I, I think I have the horse I, we need to work on. And we brought him out, and you showed me how to how the method works, how the, how the pads work. And I said, my biggest challenge is proprioception with Mikey uh, because he's a big guy, and he struggles. Just he struggles with that. He has since I got him, and it's I've never had a horse that's had such a struggle with different footing and surfaces. And you said, no problem. I got, I got the, I got the, 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 the way. So I, I've been using the pads. I'm not sure I use them hundred percent the way I'm supposed to, but you know, we put them on the pads and we put them on different pads and, and he's pretty good about it. Well, yeah. And the whole idea is to give the horse the option with which density and how long and which foot and the horses will show you which one they like. So they get to vote, which is yeah. really nice. Oh, he totally votes. And, and he's actually really good at it. And, and I try to kind of mix it up because that's been his thing. And, Wendy, I got a, I got a great success story for you. Because oh, at, at the regional championships this weekend, or I guess it was two weekends ago, the footing was terrible. It was not just the footing, but, like, the footing to get to the rings, the warm-up footing. It was all. It was on a hill. It, it For him, it was really challenging. And I, like, barely slept the night before I rode. Cause I was really nervous. I thought, Oh gosh, this is like the hardest thing for this horse. And he was great. Huge improvement. Just even before he would have like leaped. I don't know where he would have leaped to, but he would have gone into the warm up. He couldn't have handled it. And it, it made a huge difference in this horse. So, uh, I I'm a believer. I'm that's like, fabulous. this is so cool. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is sometimes it seems like we're doing this and we're not really noticing a, a big change right at the moment, but I think of it as kind of like, you just keep going and just give the horse that little bit of information. And then like big Mike, he showed you, wow, it really did make a difference because he could handle this really awful footing. So that's fabulous. Yeah, it was so cool. Really and, and it really made, I, you know, cause it, that's, you know, as a dressage coach, that's tough, right? I mean, he works inside, almost all the time. I now take him out in the rain and on my driveway, but in general, you know, having that proprioception and the differences, it was pr really hard for me to simulate on a daily basis, right. but this is something where it kind of, uh, it clearly has, has made it made a big difference for him. So thank you. We had a great oh, regional yeah. championship. 
You're really welcome. Yeah, and that's the whole idea is that Surefoot helps horses be more grounded so that, you know, they can handle different environments and different situations and stressors, and they can feel grounded and secure. And so they're they're not unstable, right? That's why we call mm-hmm. it a stability program. Um, and that when the horse feels more stable, he can handle different environments and he can handle different footing and things that change. And that's just, that's an awesome story. It's so exciting to hear that. Yeah, it's true. I, it, it's really true. I'm, I'm a believer in the method for him for sure, because it, I, I, again, it is hard when you're kind of in standing in the, in the groom stall and you're working with the program and you're like, am I doing this right? Is this helping? But whatever we're doing, maybe not right, but it, it, it's helping. It's okay. Like I tell people, you know, you, you really can't do it wrong. Um, and so there's the two roles, keep your hand away from the hoof, listen to the horse. And if you do that, you, you cannot mess this up right? That's the beauty of it. So like I've heard a couple say, well, I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know, just let go of that idea because it's, unless you, you break those rules, everything's okay. And it's, and it's really about learning to um, listen to the horse and observe. And one of the things I love about Surefoot is when the horse is on a pad, it's like a magnifying glass and you really get to see like, oh wow, look at that horse. He's standing really on the inside of his foot and his shoulder is way to the outside. And oh yeah, he falls through that shoulder when I make a turn. Oh, right. So it helps us mm-hmm. see what's going on that we feel when we ride and when we train, but we get to visually see it and see how the horse deals with that. And then watch the horse change as he becomes self-aware, the horse self-corrects his posture, which is the really mind-blowing part with so many horses that I've seen um, lately, especially um, I had this little Morgan. She's lovely. She came out of a rescue situation and the owner's a dressage rider. She's ridden up to pre-St. George and she's just getting her started and she struggled with the left lead canter. And so I took the pads and I went to see the horse and she's lovely, right? But she has a club left front and I couldn't pick that foot up. It was so heavy on the ground. So I did the other feet. Right. And then I, I did the other front foot. And when she walked off, she actually looked uneven, like way more. She looked even when we started and she looked really uneven. And I says, don't worry about it because now she has this different feeling. And then I did the, the club foot. And the next thing she's moving even, but more important, she can suddenly pick up the left lead because she's no longer standing so heavy on it. So she self-corrected her, the way she was standing on her two front feet and changed the load so that she could pick up the lead, which had become a habit probably because of the club foot. That's, that's really interesting. I was just uh, processing that a little bit and, and going through my mind, you know, what's going on there and, and you know, and uh, so were you using different pads with this horse or you just had decided, um, you know, what to choose? Um, uh, you know, I, I use the... the the hardest pads I have. So there's four different densities: hard, firm, medium, and soft. And then I have two that are angled: hard slants and firm slants. So with the slants, you put that under the foot, and I typically do it heel high, and that changes the joint angles a little bit. And since the joints have lots of proprioceptors, the my goal there is to just change the joint angles a little to kind of put a little more input into the proprioceptive areas, the proprioceptive mechanisms. Um, but, you know, this is a horse that had just become a, it become a habit. And that club foot was kind of why I thought she had developed the habit because she had beautiful feet, but it was obviously a club foot. And she she hadn't had a lot of training. So she just developed a pattern of how to move and 
it worked for her until now, until the rider wanted her to pick up the left lead. And then it doesn't really work because that foot's a little bit stuck to the ground. So by making her more aware of the pattern and showing her that, you know, wow, I could, I could shift the way I'm standing on my two front feet because I had a pad under each front foot. She just started to shift back and forth. And pretty soon she's like, oh, I don't have to stand so heavy on that foot. Now, that's me putting words into the horse, but essentially that's what she's feeling is that she evened out the weight distribution and then suddenly the lead becomes easy because she's not standing so heavy on the left front. Hmm. And I see this like all the time. I mean, this is really the thing that, that is so mind-blowing is I, I, that took all of a half an hour to help that horse pick up the left lead canner easily. And I've worked with... Um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? There's a really nice dressage rider, Grand Prix rider over in, in Germany, Jan, Jan Treppo. And I went and worked with him one time and had a lovely mare, right? Beautiful. And he's a lovely rider. Um, and I just started showing him the pads and working with his horse. And we spent about mm, 45 minutes. And his comment at the end was, I no longer have to train. I simply have to ride. So the horse became more and more balanced instead of having to constantly kind of work on that little balance issue and always making that little correction. The horse self-corrected, and now he didn't have to mess with it anymore. He didn't have to help the horse. He just rode the horse. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. I have video. I just looked at it the other day. So (laughs) so you're going all over the world to to promote the the Surefoot Equine uh, Stability Program. Yeah. In fact, um, I'm leaving on the 13th of October and I'm going to New Zealand and Australia. I'm doing an expo in New Zealand called Equidays. And then I'm going to Australia because I've got people over there um, uh, already using Surefoot. And I'm going to train one woman, Robin, so that she can train others. She's a physical therapist and a professional. And so she's I, I need I need help teaching other people. I just can't cover the world. It's it's a little hard. Um, so I've been training professionals to use Surefoot and to teach other professionals how to use it, whether they're physical therapists or massage therapists or farriers. I'm going to work with a whole group of farriers um, just before I go away. And, um, yeah, because, you, I mean, there's so many applications, which is one of the really cool things about it is I have farriers now where they have a horse, say it's, um, it has an injury or it's laminitic or it's got a, you know, arthritic changes, and they can use uh, what we call the physiopad, which is thinner than the regular ones, um, but put one of the feet on the physiopad, and then the horse is more comfortable, and now the farrier can do the job more easily with less effort and safer because the horse is comfortable. And that's what's so important because you can't do a good job if the horse is uncomfortable and trying to get its leg back because it can't stand on the other one. But if we can help the horse be more comfortable, then everybody's safer. The farrier can do a better job because they can take their time. And, you know, so that's one of our goals is to, to really help people have horses that are more comfortable and more confident. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it just, you know, it was interesting with my own story. Now I understand why, why I understand the concept. And, and even when we, when you lined up the pads for me and you had me just walk on them, that made a lot more sense to me. Cause then I yeah. felt it and I was like, oh wait, like as you change you're you have to think about, you know, one's harder, one's softer, one's firmer, one's at an angle. And as you walk on these, you kind of feel, feel them change and how your body has to adapt and you really have to focus on it. And that, that yeah. was really cool. 
Yeah. And I know it's like, you know, when I started doing this seven and a half years ago, I'd say, you know, I put, I'm going to put this pattern underneath your horse's foot and he's going to change. And, and people looked at me like I had six heads. Right. And, um, and, and so even just describing it and it's, and telling stories like this is so great, but it's not until you actually see a horse on pads that you fully and totally get it because then you're actually watching either it's your horse or another horse, especially if it's your horse and you watch your horse and you watch the breathing change in three to 10 seconds. You watch the neck lower, you watch the softening, you watch the eye blinks, you feel the horse. Cause I love to do this with riders on top, which we didn't get a chance to do with you, Reese, but you know, the riders on the horse and they feel it swaying and then they walk off and they go, Oh my goodness. You know, the diagonal is even now, or my, you know, I don't have to do that. You know, my, my lateral work to get my horse straight. He's already straight. That's what happened this weekend. We had a lovely um, Andalusian and she was always struggling with straightness and we put the horse in pads and she's just like, my horse is just getting straighter and straighter and I'm not doing anything. Right? We just did it with the pads because we made yeah. the horse aware of his own pattern and then give, gave him the opportunity to change. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Wendy, how can our listeners find the program online? Okay, so they can go to my website, Murdoch Method, um, or my YouTube channel. There's lots of videos loaded up on Murdoch Method YouTube channel. I'm on Facebook with Surefoot Equine. And um, Felicitas von Neumann-Cosell is actually going to do a segment for Dressage Online with Surefoot because she's a huge fan. She's been using the pads now for a couple of years and is just a huge fan of Surefoot. And so that's, I'm really looking forward to that. Fantastic. Well, we will keep our eyes and ears open for that. And we look forward to hearing of your travels and, um, and just continuing success with stories. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me again. Well, we're going to have a short pause from Kentucky Performance Products, but we also have to give a huge shout out to Kentucky Performance Products uh, for sponsoring Dominique Lean and Tiz BBN at the next week's Thoroughbred Makeover. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues. It also supports improved starch and sugar digestion in the small intestine, reducing the opportunity for imbalances to occur in the hindgut. Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products, contains Saccharomyces boulardii, along with a blend of fermentation solubles and stomach buffers. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of any age that are suffering from diarrhea. It also supports a healthy digestive tract in horses at risk for gastric or colonic ulcers, such as performance horses or any horse that is constantly on the go and exposed to stressful situations. For best results, Nalox Advanced should be fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
Well, today is truly an honor that my assistant, Dominique Lean, has come on the program. Dominique, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> we're very excited to have you. And uh, we were chatting because uh, they're like, oh, it's so nice she came on the show. And I was like, I needed her to come on the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> but we <laughs> we have quite a story to share because uh, Glenn is coming up next week. And a lot of people are coming to Kentucky for the Thoroughbred Makeover. Right. I know it's going to be quite an event. And um, Dominique has been working very hard since she started here at Maple Crest. Actually, oh my goodness, it's about a year and a half ago. And I know your goal was to find a horse and compete in the Thoroughbred Makeover. So, Dom, can you just kind of tell us about yourselves, uh, about yourself and, um, you know, how you got started and how you made your way here to Maple Crest in Kentucky? Yeah, so I grew up in Southern California. I grew up riding hunter jumpers, and then I came to UK to do the equine program. So I majored in equine science and management. And throughout my time at UK, I worked at a million barns and rode a lot of off the tracks. And then Reese was actually my professor my senior year during the fall semester, and that's how I met her. And in May, I graduated in May 2018 on a Saturday and started working full-time for Reese that Monday. <laughs> and here I am, a year and a half later. <laughs> it seems like that went really fast, for sure. <laughs> Very so, fast. <laughs> so, Dom, you know, wanting to start start the kind of the adventure, you started looking for your thoroughbred, right, in December. First of all, can you tell everyone a little bit about the makeover itself and, and the horses that are chosen for this thoroughbred makeover? Yeah, so the makeover is basically this big competition. It's like kind of a challenge. So you get an off the track that had to have raced within the last year. I think it was the cutoff was July of 2018. It had to race or something like that. And then um, it had so had to race recently. Couldn't be a brood mare. And then you have a certain amount of months until October that you can start retraining it. So you had to start in 2019 in January. It wasn't allowed to have any rides on it beforehand other than race rides. And so, yeah, you get to retrain it. There's 10 disciplines. There's trail disciplines, dressage, jumpers, eventing. There's a ranch discipline, just a bunch of stuff. And it's to show off the versatility of the thoroughbred and how many different disciplines it can compete in successfully. And it's also kind of a challenge because you only have a certain amount of months to train them for it. So there's prize money involved and it's whoever has the best horse, basically. And everybody technically is under the same rules, right? Like it doesn't change the age of the horses doesn't what's about the age and but everyone has to train the same amount of time. Yeah, everyone has to train the same amount of time. It doesn't matter the age. So there's some horses that are like considered war horses and they have raced a bunch and won a lot of money and they would be like nine or 10 years old. So they're a lot older, but you can also have like two or three year olds competing who were very terrible racehorses. So as long as they had raced in the last year, they're eligible for it regardless of their age. And everyone just kind of has an even playing field. Uh, There are juniors, amateurs and professionals welcome to compete in it. And everyone is put on the same spectrum for judging. There's, individual awards that are given out at the end, but for the end finale of it, you're all put together. 
So, Dominique, I was just going to ask you about your uh, dressage experience and, you know, how how the learning is going for your, for yourself in teaching this horse. Yeah, so it's going really well. I didn't know anything about dressage until I started working with Therese. I didn't even know the difference between Piaf or Passage. And so we're kind of learning it together, but we are... Our main discipline is dressage, and then we're also doing the show hunters as our second discipline. And it's been really fun. It's definitely been a challenge getting getting her going, but we've learned a lot, and um, she is coming along really nicely. I'm excited about it. So, Dom, tell us a little bit about how you found your mare, Blue. We call her Blue. But how, what was the process like to find her? Because that was quite an adventure. Yes. So I started kind of looking in December and I was looking all over online and then I got back to Kentucky at the end of January. And so I basically reached out to as many connections as I could. And the two things that I wanted were just something sane and sound. And so I actually went to Keeneland a few times and went on the back of the track and had people pull horses out of stalls that were either just gelded or just were too slow or had a minor injury. And the hard part about finding off the track is a lot of them, if you go to the track to find them, that you don't get to ride them or anything. So they just jog the horse up and down. You feel it over. And then they're kind of like, do you want this horse? <laughs> um, so I went to Keeneland a few times. I went to a couple nonprofit organizations. I looked at over <laughs> 200 horses, a lot. And then eventually I went to this one farm that I had messaged a girl about pictures online that I saw and went to see the horse that I bought blue. Um, and it was still really hard for me to buy her because I didn't get to ride her before I gave the check for her. And yeah, I just looked at a sound horse that had good confirmation and that seemed like they had a good brain. That was my biggest thing to find her. Fantastic. So, so tell us in dressage, what, it, what are you required to do for the makeover? So for the makeover this year, they also added Western dressage to it. But for dressage, you compete in the training level test too. That's the test you ride at the show. And then you also have a five-minute portion where you can do kind of like a freestyle, but they call it a demo ride. So you can just show off the best of your horse's abilities in that ride after you ride the test. And then based on those scores the top five at the end of the week in the whole discipline of dressage go to the finale. And that's where you ride a freestyle in the covered arena at the horse park. And um, you just ride the freestyle there. You don't ride the test, but it's the biggest discipline this year that it had the most people apply for it. And there's even a wait list of people who are waiting to see if they can show dressage at the makeover. So tell us a little bit about, you've worked really hard on doing a lot of field trips. Can you kind of tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, the most important part of these guys, if you're going to take them to the horse park, is kind of getting them used to big atmospheres, which you would think going to the racetrack, they would be pretty calm about it. But that was not the case for my horse, at least. So back in May, I started riding her in April. And then in May, I took her to her first little schooling show, and I just hand-walked her around and let her kind of experience the life that she was going to have. Um, and then we went to throughout the summer, a lot of little jumper schooling shows and a little dressage show. And then this past month we went to our biggest show yet at the horse park and just kind of getting them to understand that they are not going to a race. They don't need to work themselves up. Um, they can be calm and go into the arena. My horse is still working on that, but 
it's really important to get them out so that they have the experience before bringing them to the horse park for the makeover because there's just hundreds of young thoroughbreds with very little training running around. <laughs> That's true. And you you really, that's been a huge thing for you this summer. You, you, I mean, on your days off and I mean, you guys went somewhere almost every weekend. And I think that's uh, a little bit what this takes is what it, you know, it'll be interesting next week, you know, again to see, but you know, our horse has already been to the horse park and she's had that experience, but this is quite a big event. Do you know how many horses are going? Well, I know that at the beginning when the horses were being entered for it, because you have to be accepted as a trainer to um, compete in the makeover. And so at the beginning, there was over 700 trainers accepted and trainers can have more than one horse that they enter. And now I think we have 500 horses that are going to the show next week. That's a lot. It's, I think this is something that's, uh, that's really, really grown big and is maybe even getting bigger. I know that here in Ontario, there, I, I've already seen on my newsfeed, you know, some, a couple of trainers that are planning to go down to Kentucky next week. And I think it's exciting. You know, it's an international event, right? It is. So, Dom, I wanted to ask you, what uh, what is your plan for your demo? You have something unique or something you're going to show off? We're keeping it pretty basic. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um our plan is really, we're just going to, for the demo, you have to walk, trot, and canter and do circles at each gate. And so we're going to throw some serpentines in there, um, really going to focus on her trot because that's her best gate right now. And she has a great walk, so we're going to free walk a little, like we're going to really put emphasis on the free walk. And yeah, uh, that's our plan right now. Hopefully that doesn't change within the next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. They have to write training level test two and then a five minute demo. So we we spent last week, we went through it and decided what were the things we wanted to highlight and what were some things that we, you know, we could do 15 meter circles and 10 meter circles. They, they don't give you too much guidelines, right, Dom? You just uh, have to. Yeah. Five their minutes. biggest thing is um, a lot of people want to show if their horse can be more advanced than everyone else. The judge would rather have them do lower level movements instead of really advanced movements because they just want a really, really good movement rather than people trying to leg yield or do extended trot when they're not ready, when the horse isn't ready for it. Fantastic. Well, Dominique, we are so excited. Uh, it's going to be a fun week here at Maple Crest. Dominique has lots of family members coming in. And Dom, who, who is sponsoring you for this event? Because that's pretty fun. Kentucky Performance Products. They have sponsored Blue from the beginning and made a huge difference in her weight and just her overall health and outlook. And yeah, so they're sponsoring us. They'll be at the show. And yeah. Yeah. And lots of family and friends are coming in town. It's going to be a party. Well, Dominique, we are so proud of you here at Maple Crest and tis BBN. We are really looking forward to a fun week next week at the makeover and we will give everyone a report. Yeah. And how it goes. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be great. It'll be so much fun. Well, I think one of the things we have talked about also with this large championships in general is it's just one day and, and a life of a kindergartner. So we're, we're trying to keep the perspective, but it's going to be a great week and we're looking forward and, and the Horse Radio Network will be there, will be there. So we look forward to hopefully seeing everybody that's there. 
Yeah, everyone, come stop by Barn 12. Come see Miss Blue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Great job, Dom, and we can't wait for next week. Yeah, thank you. Maurice, I'm sure in the mud you put on your neoprene girth so that your leather stuff didn't get completely ruined by the water and the wet and the mess. That's a fantastic girth that you can use all the time, but especially in that in those situations where you need to get off your horse and just hose that girth down and it's good to go for your next ride. So I'm sure you're happy about having having that. I know that I am in, in those situations. Yeah, I did. I had my I had um the the cover or the attachment the so I was able to do that because we knew it was gonna be muddy. So it was good. So as always, we love the total saddle fit products. We use them and we we really do abuse them, I will say. I mean, it is great. They get and they well have used. Up. They get well but, used. Yes, yeah. well used. That's maybe the way to put it. Um, but I, we use them quite hard at, at my barn as well, and they hold up extremely well. So if you have any questions, Justin at Total Saddle Fit, uh, he's fantastic and can tell you more about the products. And we have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week from Jamie Kement. She's an international uh, rider from Nebraska. I hope you enjoy. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, we're very happy to have trainer Jamie Kement. She is an international competitor and FEI trainer from Nebraska. Jamie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. We are so happy to have you on, and we are we are do also doing an interview with your daughter Lexi because she just did so fantastic at the national championship. But you are also a huge coach in Nebraska, and you've got a great tip for us. What's your tip of the week for us? My tip of the week for all of the listeners out there is it is so important as riders that when you are taking lessons with your trainers that you fully understand what they're teaching you and why. Because a lot of times the top trainers are also showing themselves. And it's so important that you are able to go down center line and be able to problem solve yourself without your coach being there. I know a lot of times for me at the top shows, there's a good chance that I may be riding when one of my students needs to go down center line at a CDI. And I need to know that they can go out there and they can do the job and problem solve themselves, hopefully with me being the small voice in their head helping them, but to have the confidence that you can go and you can do it and you can do it well. Oh, I think that's a, that's a great tip because I think it, it happens a lot of places. Um, you know, even, it, you know, when you're in home in Nebraska or when I'm in Kentucky, there's a lot of times when I'm going down the center line at the same time or uh, my eventers, I, I don't go to those competitions or someone goes to a different competition. And so you, there is a level you need to be independent. You need to be able to warm your horse up. You need to be able to, to go in the ring uh, with or without help. Wouldn't you say as well, Phil? Yeah, I think this is, uh, and, and I liked what you talked about is understanding the reason for doing things, you know, because he, if we just mindlessly ride around and, and get told things and, and don't really, you know, think them through enough, then then your level of understanding and your ability to fix problems is going to always be a little bit delayed because you're going to need somebody to tell you that thing. But if you really try and 
incorporate more learning we talk about we have a book club with our show we have you know lots of advice to to deal with you know using videos and and all kinds of things because the more you understand why you're doing things the better you can be at doing them but also as implementing them on your own i love to teach a lesson where i'm like i'm about to say something and then the student corrects that thing and i'm like okay i'll just i'll just stand here (laughs) i think you know that when you're riding around and, and doing a lesson myself i really like try to keep the trainer quiet because if they've got nothing to say i'm not i'm you know it's not that there aren't problems but i feel like i am able to fix those problems right but if you're if you have a trainer that's constantly saying the same thing i think there's there's a, a level of, of mis, a misunderstanding happening there or, or just not independent thinking happening and, and that can be uh, frustrating as a rider and frustrating as as a coach as well so it's a great trainership i love it i find too it's important when I'm teaching my lessons that I stop my students and say, okay, now can you tell me why we just did X, Y, and Z to make sure that they have a full comprehension of why they just made the correction or the rebalancing that they've done. And then that really helps me gauge maybe where there's a hole in their thought process or if they really are getting a good understanding and a good feel of what they're accomplishing. Well, and I think too, as coming from a student's perspective, uh, it's good to actually have that conversation with your trainer as well. If they don't stop you and say, hey, you know, it's not bad at the end of the lesson to say, okay, you know, this is what I worked on or learned. Are there anything else or any other theory things that I can pull for this particular exercise? So I think it works both ways, wouldn't you say, between the student and the instructor? Absolutely. And I would say as a student, it's so important that you do that because granted, we're all spending a lot of money on what we're doing and we want to make sure that we are using our resources well and we all want to be successful and to be moving forward. And I think it's very important as a student, you know, if you have ever have a question, you need to stop and ask, Maybe your instructor needs to re-explain it in 10 different ways until you fully understand the reason why you're doing something. And if you can articulate why you did what you did, then it just makes it full circle. And then I feel like a student then truly has a full understanding of what they've done and why. Fantastic. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for our total saddle fit tip of the week. How could our listeners find you online if they have any more questions for you? Well, you can find me on Facebook. Also, our farm is called Providence Farm, and we have a website that's providencefarm.net. And yeah, you can always Google me. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you, Jamie. Have a great night. Thank you. Well, Phil, we have lots of shout outs. I have to shout out to all the listeners that came and said hi at the regional championships. That was super fun. Amy was my neighbor at the barn and she was like, oh, I listened to the show. And um, Sarah, I have a new uh, student here in Kentucky also that listens to the show. So shout out to you guys. And Phil, you've had lots of people at the horse yeah, shows. I've been, well. I've been meeting people all summer um, at the different shows here in Ontario. And it's really, it makes me happy when I actually know that people listen to the show, not just my mom. So, yeah, I know. My mom, well, too. Well, <laughs> shout out to my mom, too, of course. Yeah, right? of course. But, uh, shout out, mom. Yeah. We love our <laughs> listeners, and uh, we love that the International Podcasting Day is coming up. It's been a great experience to, to be hosting every week. 
Absolutely. So we, we appreciate it and keep them coming. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week.